Welcome to the Guardians of Grace podcast. Relax, you have found the right place. We're here to serve. Join us, holding to pure grace. Again, relax, join in with us, and listen on, be blessed. Hello again, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of the Guardians of Grace podcast. My name's Bill. I'm back in the studio with Grace Guard Dog Steve, and we are preparing to launch podcast number 121, I think. Something like that, yes. It's up there, over 100. Yeah, we know that. We know that. It's good to still be doing it, though. It, I, it is. I'll, I'll look forward to when we say a thousand and one. So we're doing this about an hour before it <laughs> goes on the air. I had just, uh, just the COVID adversary. scare and couldn't get over here. But I'm COVID free. Actually, I never had it. I was just around people that did. I thought I might, but I didn't. And I'm here. Wasn't. Kind of a rough week. We really haven't talked much until we. I just walked in here. You haven't said How was a word. Week? It, it, it was really busy, really busy, trying to get some things done. I thought I had the the link between our guardinggrace.com web page. I thought you could hit the follow button and it would take you to our Facebook page. Something I have been trying to fix for close to two years, 18, 19 months. And I thought I had it and I'll be darned. You hit the follow button and it takes you to your own web page this time, but it won't take you to the Facebook page. It's the most bizarre thing I ever saw. If Bill hits it, it takes Bill to Bill's web page. If my buddy Manny hits it, it takes Manny to Manny's webpage. When all the time it's supposed to go to the Guarding Guardians of Grace Facebook page so that they can everybody can enjoy fellowship with the other five thousand guardians, guard dogs that are edifying each other and building each other up as iron sharpens iron each one of the guard dogs is sharpening each other and there's just a lot of love going on and a lot of good posts and a lot of bible being shared yeah and i i still can't get people to it from our web page but there is something i've got to ask for we've got to get everybody who listens to this podcast to go to podbean.com that's p-o-d-b-e-a-n.com and hit the follow us button really really important if you'll just take the time and do us a solid and go over there and hit that follow button it's extremely important if you just do that for us you'd be doing us a a huge one please lord please (laughs) amen we could we can get this podcast out 
we're getting good feedback. Yes. We're getting questions. We still have one more question to answer, too. And we will get to it. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Deuteronomy 32, I believe. Is that what it was? Yeah. But it's easy to forget when you're doing 1,000 things a day and trying to get a podcast off the ground all by yourself. It was, and it was... Steve was putting it mildly when he said he was a little frustrated about <laughs> he was having he was having fits it's an understatement to say that we're not having that we're having just a little bit of trouble with the podcast that's, that's an understatement these things get to you and they rob you of your your peace uh, I'm reminded how Jesus said my peace I give you my peace I leave you I believe I think that's John 14. And that you can have even while you're changing a flat tire. Because it's not, it's not as the world gives it, peace. It's not situational peace. It's an no. actual fruit of the Spirit peace. And it's not the peace that we hear in the sermons that maybe they don't realize it, but there's all kinds of cause and effect to it. Remember last week we were saying that the mind of the Spirit knows the things freely given. Yes. Not the things mm-hmm. you earned. Yeah, First Corinthians uh, 2. Yeah. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, was never entered in the mind of any man. God has given us through his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, for who has known the thoughts of God except the spirit, spirit of God. God. And we have the mind of Christ because he's given us his spirit so we can know the things freely given to us. And one of the things freely given to us is a peace that that passes understanding, a peace that is definitely not situational. And I didn't have it at all last week. Uh, In fact, I was pissed off a lot of the week and I was in despair. I was having a few little bit of anxiety I was having a little bit of futility like can we ever just get the link to go on the the podcast two years later and we can't get a simple thing like that and just yeah still isn't done to this day we build up to like 40 followers and then a a glitch goes and they disappear haven't had any more followers for for 15 months. And then we get other ones and they like it and then they can't go to Podbean and hit follow. It's too involved. Yeah, so that is what we're really asking you to do is go to podbean.com and hit follow Guardians of Grace. There's a famous Old Testament peace verse. Uh, Everyone knows it. And I think it's is it Isaiah 26, 3 and 4? says, He will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord. The word for perfect peace in Hebrew is actually, peace is the word shalom, and it's, it's actually a double shalom. Shalom, shalom. It's similar to the way Jesus, remember he said grace upon grace? 
peace upon peace. He will keep his mind of peace upon peace upon peace upon peace, just like grace upon grace upon grace. When you lose, use a little grace, it, it never disappears. There's more grace to follow that. And so it says that if you keep, he will keep his mind in perfect peace who stayed or fixed on the Lord. And that word for mind is translated everywhere else in uh, the Hebrew Bible as imagination. One way you can tell that the Old Testament was the things we could understand because the Old Testament, going back to 1 Corinthians 3, was cause and effect. If you do this, God will do that, right? We have a contract. But the, the ministry of the Spirit is the things freely given. And legalism takes the two and confuses them. We say the things freely given if we earn them. Yes. We say that. I don't know if we're aware we say that. I've said it. Constantly. I will keep his mind in perfect peace if he... Keeps it stayed on the Lord. Does all the right things. Which was okay to say in the Old Testament, I'll give you peace upon peace if your mind is stayed on me in the Old Testament under the Old Covenant. A condition like that was the norm and was copacetic. It was... cool thing it was the right thing to do but in the new testament it's not and again that was one of those things if you keep your mind stayed on the lord you'll have perfect peace and he did that not so you would have perfect peace so you would realize you could never keep your mind continuously on the lord that Mm -hmm. was wasn't that the reason for the flood That's what all conditions were for, to teach us that we couldn't keep our end of the condition, keep our end of the covenant. Yeah, exactly. The cause and effect covenant went in before the new covenant. The new covenant, again, was the things freely given. The old covenant was the cause and effect that's written in Isaiah. Conditionally given. Conditionally given, yeah. That's a better way to say it. And the problem, like Genesis 6, remember it says God was sorry he created man because his, what, his mind was continually continually on evil. Yes. If the condition was perfect peace if your mind is stayed on the Lord, then no one met that qualification. Because their mind was continually stayed on evil. Genesis 6 tells us the knowledge of good and evil. Not one person was able to keep their mind on the Lord. It was continually on evil. They habitually practiced evil and didn't keep their mind on the Lord not one single time. (laughs) Boyeo and Perazzo. Well, the, the Hebrew word is raw, I think, for evil. In the Septuagint, the word is paneros, and it's infectious evil, and it's laborious, and it's frustration. It's pictured by the term thorns and thistles, just futility, frustration. That's the picture of evil, thorns and thistles. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Not a smooth 
clear sailing path, but a path filled with thorns and thistles would be an evil path. It's, if you're a mechanic, it's every time you turn that half-inch socket to get the bolt that's frozen and it slips and your knuckles just scrape right on the carburetor and right past it and you lose skin and you're bleeding. Yep. And you say, well, you don't say God bless. You, you, you say something else. Yeah. That's what that mind is. The mind of man is natural state. Remember last week we talked about the natural man and the spirit man. And then we talked about the mind of the natural man, or you can have the mind of the spirit man. Yes. And in Genesis 6, there was only the natural man. There was only the natural man. There was no spirit man. And there wasn't even a spirit given to men temporarily yet, even. No. Until he made a covenant with Abraham. And then that then we see the first glimmer of the spirit activity. Yeah. God can graciously give a person peace like he did David so many times but if it's up to you to to keep your mind on the things of God under Set the your endemic, mind on things above yet you're not going to do it oh I remember I tried in fact guard dog Steve and I made an interesting discovery in Colossians 3.15 and 3.16 Colossians 3.15 is that let the peace of Christ umpire in your heart. And it was obvious that we were going to make this discovery. I knew it before we even went there. We it had, says, let the peace of Christ umpire in your heart after it tells you about bearing one another's burden and forgiving one another. And then it says, let the peace of Christ umpire in your heart. And I always took that as okay, I have to search for the peace and let it make me choose what to do today or I have to let peace in the middle of a bad situation just come flooding in, which it, it would never do. I kept putting the burden on me. We'll get there in a second, but remember that time we, this is a classic example of how we turn everything into cause and effect religion instead of things freely given to us and we did that in one of the earlier podcasts remember behold I stand at the door and knock and if anyone opens the door I will come in and have fellowship with him and in revelation me. yeah the word is sup with him and he right. with me right. it's a picture of covenant covenant meal that's if intimate you, that's fellowship if, if, if you not open the door bill you got to open that door first if you don't the door stays closed and you go to hell (laughs) that was what the track said that i was i might even given one out i hope i did yeah i hope we didn't but you've seen that track yes everyone's seen that track the open door track chick track and so so who has to open the door? Oh, you have to open that door. You've got to make a choice. Or he doesn't come in. Or he doesn't come in. That's right. He's not going to open the door. How many he, sermons have you heard on that? Everyone I've heard account. on the door yeah. yeah, was you have to open the door. You have a choice. You can, he's knocking. 
I've even heard this in the sermon. Right. <laughs> Ain't that funny? But what we miss is the next chapter, and there should not be a chapter break. Right. It says, And behold, I saw an open door <laughs> in heaven. How many years did it take us to make that one observation? Me, I know, 20 years went 20 by. Years. I was a you-got-to-open-the-door guy. It does say that. Yeah. If anyone opens the door, well, guess what? what? Someone opened the, the door. door. It was Jesus opened the door, not you. <laughs> he opened the door. Yeah. It, didn't he say, I am the door? <laughs> he did, yeah. I open what no man can open and I shut what no man can shut. Jesus did it. It wasn't a cause and effect. We opened the door and said, okay, you can come in, Jesus. If that was the case, knowing what I know about the peace of Christ, man, I would never, I would put a chair and a, a 400 pound bag against the chair and a deadbolt. That door would never close. I would keep that door open. No matter what, Hurricane Sandy couldn't get me to shut that, that door. door. But let the peace of Christ umpire in your heart. What did we find out about? What What is the word let there in Colossians 3.15? Okay, I'll tell you what the word let is. It's an imaginary word. It's not there. It, Do you it get that? It says the peace of Christ umpires in your heart. It's a statement, a statement of fact. It's not a, if you do this, then the peace of Christ will umpire? No. If you open the door, he will come in. It's, it's not, there's no condition. I've even heard, you have to let it because you've got a free will. And I, I've heard people bring in the free will sermons off that passage. I've always done it. I've always, I don't know. I've always been after the peace of Christ because I've had it. And when I had it, it's the best thing ever. And when I don't have it, I want it. I'm, I'm aware of it. That's new covenant right there. I'll yep. be, be wanting it. And when you have it, be thankful that you have it. And then start wanting it again when you don't. Because when you don't, it just really makes you appreciative. Of, of When you do. Yeah. Yes. It's. Again, it's why law came before grace. So you know what you don't have to appreciate what's been freely given. Yes. The and things no eye had seen or ear heard or that we talked about last and week. When you're up at 3.30 in the morning and you can't sleep because you don't have peace, you know you don't have it. You feel what it feels like not to have that peace. And you're desperately asking God, please just give me some peace of mind so I can go to sleep. Please, Lord, about this situation I'm facing. Please tell me you're going to handle everything and that I can relax. Please tell me to give the burden to you, all of us who are weary and heavy laden. Clinical anxiety is caused from a lack of peace. Clinical depression is caused from a lack of peace. And what is peace? It is a fruit of the Spirit, doesn't it say? And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, faithfulness. And it's why 
things like going to fortune tellers and it is popular because people want anything to know the future. Am I am I going to make it? Am I? But but if the if somebody said the future is no, you're going to die. Would you have peace? You would not have peace, and that's why God doesn't allow it. Yes. He gives us something better, and it's it's called perfect peace. And that's what Isaiah 26, 3 was saying. I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord. I will, said God. Yes, I will keep him in perfect peace. And we saw already that no one can... Have, no one can work up perfect peace. And we saw in Psalm 20, when we did the 23rd Psalm, how David had peace because of the presence of the I Am. How in, let's say, 1 Corinthians 4, where it says, we look upon what is unseen and not what is seen, because what is seen is temporary or seasonal but what is unseen is eternal and that's the eternal life we've been talking about the presence of the I am the existence of the I am in our life that's what we can and it was that Greek word skopos we can where we get our word scope microscope or telescope and we also get the word skeptic we focus on what is unseen and it's the, the invisible of, kingdom. The invisible kingdom. The peace of Christ is invisible. Yeah, the, the, and so is the kingdom. He said the kingdom of God is within you, and the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but... Righteousness, peace, and joy in, in the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yeah, In the Holy Spirit. And we focus... Isn't that what Jesus said? Seek ye first the kingdom... Seeking first righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, because that's what the kingdom is defined at in Romans fourteen seventeen, and it's what the Spirit teaches. When we were looking into First Corinthians three, things that I had not seen, ears not heard, but it was the things freely given to us. Sadly, we turn the things freely given. No, I'm beating a dead horse, but we turn them into cause and effect religion. And that's that comes from Adam. The came right from the Garden of Eden, the knowledge of good and evil, the knowledge of God's goodness is peace and our lack of peace, <laughs> lack of God's goodness. Or, or we could say the knowledge of human good versus the knowledge of divine good. And that's where that Adam hid himself because he was afraid. And what did God say? He was naked. But God said, who told you? See, that was the spirit of the world, wasn't it? And Adam had lost his peace and lost his sense of fellowship. And he believed that God was angry at him. And that is the vicious catch-22 circle that we try and keep the guardians of grace out of. When you start taking a verse like Colossians and say, let the peace, and go, oh, okay, there's my part. That's what I have to do. How's that going to go for you? 
when, when the tire goes flat, are you going to have the peace or are you going to be kicking and screaming? You can't let the peace, you can't make the peace do it. You can't grow choose the peace. peace. You can't choose peace. You have to depend on God because it's not of human origin. That peace that you were mentioning in, in the Old Testament, remember? Shalom, shalom. Say, say that again. How it good that he, peace he is. Keep his mind in perfect peace who stayed upon the Lord. And it's that double peace. Shalom, shalom. It's just peace upon peace upon peace. Well, it's you can't keep your mind stayed upon the Lord. That's that's a fruit of the Spirit to be able to do that. That peace is a beautiful thing. That peace is what we all want. That's what each and every Christian on this planet is looking for. Peace. And it's only the mind of Christ that has peace. The mind of Adam doesn't have it. That's why Jesus says, I'll give you my peace, not as the world gives, because the world gives you formulas. It's always in the future. Yes. If you meet the requirements. And, and if you have these budgeting standards, you'll have peace. And if you don't budget things right, your peace will fall apart. And I've got peace if I tithe, you know, on and on it goes. But... The fact is, is that peace is not of human origin. It's a fruit of the spirit. And when you start trying to burden yourself with the idea of growing peace or getting peace or achieving peace, you begin to feel the futility coming back because you're literally rebuilding what you once destroyed. Oh, Do you huh? That's good point. Good yeah. point. In Galatians, he says, nobody will be justified in God's sights by human effort. Working up peace. Working up peace. And what if somebody says, I'm righteous in Christ, but I'm trying to be righteous in Christ when you already are does that make Christ a minister of sin? And the answer is, may it never be if I rebuild what I once destroyed, I prove myself to be a sinner. I prove myself to fall short. If I rebuild that Ten Commandment mentality, if I take something like let the peace of Christ's umpire in your heart and I run with it and I think of formulas and ways I can achieve peace I've rebuilt that human driven mentality when the fact of the matter is the peace is a fruit of the spirit and it's given to you what have you got that you haven't received and if you have received it why, why do you, you boast as if you didn't, didn't? It's given to you. Everything that we have is given to us. Our peace, our love, our joy, our patience. Everything that we like about ourselves is given to us by God. And that's our role, if you want a role, 
in the new covenant is to depend on God to do for you what you can't do for yourself and then give God the credit when you are shining because it's him shining through you. What's that passage in Corinthians? He's shown in our hearts. Second Corinthians 4, 6. The God who said, let light shine out of darkness has caused his light to shine in our darkened hearts so that we would have the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. The knowledge of the glory of God. See, God brings you the glory. Remember Colossians 1.27? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Well, now you've got the knowledge of where glory comes from. It's God's glory. It's Christ in you who is the glory or the peace or any other thing, any other verb you want to use. It gets done by the power of God working within you and working all around you. God is taking care of you from every angle. He's giving you every breath that you breathe. He's keeping your cells and molecules intact and in place and functioning properly and preventing diseases and everything that's all from God and he could take it away at any moment if he wants. Isn't that what it said in Romans 8? That God subjected the creature to futility, not of the creature's own will, but of the will of God who subjected it in hopes that he'd get liberated from himself, from futility, is what it says, that he'd be liberated from this corruption. He'd be liberated from failure. Wouldn't you love to be liberated from failure? just to succeed at this Christian life. That's what Guardians of Grace is all about. It's succeeding at the Christian life. It's not a license to sin by any stretch of the imagination. I know everybody who listens to this podcast knows that we don't give out a license to sin by now. You know that we're on track for living the best Christian life you possibly can and Our point is that living in the new covenant, the new covenant that God told us he was going to give us in Ezekiel and Jeremiah, I'll make a new covenant with you and I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk a perfect Christian life. And you won't have to teach each other how to experience God because from the greatest to the least of you, you'll see God working through a person speaking to you through another person. You can have fellowship in the spirit. Isn't that what first Corinthians tells us? If there's any fellowship in the spirit, if spirit is fellowshipping with spirit, if it's spirit to spirit, fellowship, it makes your joy complete. It makes your joy complete to fellowship with the Spirit. And it falls short if you're fellowshipping with the human nature, but 
you have to have an understanding of the human nature in the spirit. And at Guardians of Grace, that's what we're trying by God's grace to do is just point to these Bible verses and point to the, the Greek definitions and point to them so that they show you a picture and the picture is of this new covenant and what it means to live in our new covenant whereby the Spirit does for us what we can't do for ourselves and we give that Spirit credit. Isn't that what the end time judgments are all about? Didn't we show that 1 Corinthians sets a fire and you can put wood, hay, and stubble in it or fine jewelry and if you put fine jewelry in it and it burn, it doesn't burn up, you receive a reward on that judgment day. Your rewards are by what Christ does through you. That's part of the new covenant judgment. See, there is a rhyme or reason to what they say about the new covenant in that you were born again, Nicodemus. You must be born again. That flesh gives birth to flesh, humans give birth to humans, and spirit gives birth to spirit. You've been born again of a spirit. Use it. Isn't that what it says back in 1 Corinthians 3? Don't you know that you are the dwelling place of God and he lives in you by his spirit? Amen. I was just digging on what you said there, Steve. It's his peace is a gift. It's a, it's a gift of the Spirit. It's given to you. It's each and every day. Each and every day, and it's it's not something you just going back to First Corinthians three. It's it's just not part of the cause and effect. That's what Jesus meant when he said, "My peace I give you, not as the world gives." He was talking about the way the world gives peace is when everything lines up in your favor, you have peace. When there's unknowns in it and uncertainties in it, you don't have peace. Well, God says, my peace will allow you to have peace throughout the unknowns and the uncertainties. Like David in Psalm 23, when we were going over that, he prepares a table in the presence of my enemies. David is having peace not because he removed his enemies. He's well aware that they're there and they want to keep him, but the presence of the I am... They want to kill him. What did he... You say keep him. Oh, <laughs> keep him in perfect peace. <laughs> yeah. They but want they to, want to kill yeah, him. Yes, yes. Two opposite intentions. Yes. David wants peace. The enemy wants to kill him. Yes, so God doesn't remove David from his enemies. That would be an explanation for him having peace. He's separated from them. True peace is its actually in the face of everything not to have peace about. It's David fighting Goliath. That's not human peace. That's not yeah. human courage. The peace just does not come from our, ourselves. Look at all. The, the people who were martyred in the book of Acts, and yet they had peace when they were being stoned or being beheaded. You, did, 
It was given to them. It had to be. It was given to them and provided for them so that they could get through the situation that they were going to get. Look at Hebrews 12 where it talks about the hall of faith and it tells about all those people did what they did by faith, by having the peace they could endure being eaten by the lions. Now that takes a lot of peace to know you're going to be eaten by a lion and yet you just go, I have peace with it. I'm not going to deny Jesus. Or it says sawed in half. Some of them were sawed in two, which meant they were hung up by their feet and then somebody put a saw on their pubic bone and started sawing till they sawed them in half. It's horrid. How can you have peace? Human peace can't handle that. You'll fall apart. That has to take divine peace to be able to go through what some of those martyrs went through. And that's the kind of peace he's talking about in Colossians 3.15 and 3.16. With prayer and supplications, let your specific requests be made known, and the peace of Christ, which surpasses understanding, will guard your hearts. Did you know that you can have your heart guarded by this fruit of the Spirit called peace? That's why every letter starts off with grace and peace to you, Ephesians, and grace and peace to you Galatians or ends that way the gospel of grace and the gospel of peace the gospel of grace and the gospel of peace the kingdom of God righteousness joy and peace in the Holy Spirit that's that's saying that you can experience heaven on earth the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking but righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit you can experience that when you're having a bad day you can experience heaven on earth when you're having a bad day that's what they had to experience they had to experience heaven on earth before they were being martyred matter of fact who was it Philip or or Stephen actually saw heaven open up and saw Jesus stand up and yes yes he was experienced having heaven as they were stoning him to death and it was able to say the same sentence Jesus said basically forgive them though they do not know what they do that is too cool Bill. that was definitely the peace of Christ that passes understanding yes that was definitely what Jesus said when he said, my peace I give you, not as the world gives. It, this is not situational peace. This is peace when you're being sawn in two. Yes. You don't have peace when you're being sawn in two. You can't muster up that kind of obedience to have <laughs> that kind of peace. Yes. It, it's beyond human capability. Yes. So if you're inclined to create formulas to, to give you peace or, or something like that, or you're saying, well, I, it's, it's up to me to create my own peace, or I, I've just got to determine to, to live a peaceful life or anything. Try depending on the spirit for that peace. Just Here, here's a, a good try. thing. Here's a way you can know. Okay. If you're, if it's the peace of Christ that passes understanding or your peace that you're trying to work up. 
if there's any notion, idea that the piece is coming with a, if I do this, then I'll get the piece. That's not the peace of Christ. That's your own human peace. That's the peace the world gives. Yes. When all your ducks are in a row, you have peace. That's yeah. the peace the world gives. It's not the peace that Christ. It's not my peace that he's leaving you. No, that's not feeling heaven on earth. If you have to wait for it at some future date, that's not the peace. No. It's it's literally, when we looked up Colossians 2.15, let the peace, I think it was a pre, present tense. It's moment by moment this peace is uh, working in your heart, umpiring in your heart. What's another word for um, umpiring? Rule. Ruling in your heart. Keeping you calm. Yeah. So you don't, you're not wigging out on anybody. If you think the word let is in <laughs> the sentence in Colossians 3, it's not. We, we also looked up what other word? Allow? Yeah. Yeah. Not there. What was the other word we looked up? Permit. Permit. Yeah. Permit the piece of, it's not there. It's right. Those were all Greek words, but none of them were there. Because those are all cause and effect words. They're yes. not gift language. No. no. And they're usually written in italics because they're not actually there. But we just, we want to challenge you to rely on God's peace. And when you're up at two or three at night, say, Lord, give me the peace. I need it. Uh, I need it to Try depending on the peace of God, at least for a while. Give it a try. It's just like saying, try the new covenant. But we just want to pray for you that you would give it a try. Father God, please allow them, like Philippians 2.13 says, work in them to will and to do, work in them to will, to depend on your peace for them. Your peace is much better than the peace that they can create, Father. Cause your peace to overtake them and overrule them and cause them to be peaceful when they're walking through mayhem. Father, because they're being controlled by the fruit of the Spirit, which is peace. Cause peace to rule and reign and allow them to experience the benefits of peace. And I ask this in Jesus' name for all the guardians of grace. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, and, Bill. Uh, Peace, bro. Peace. <laughs> no. We, we love you guys. We do love you guys. And thank you for listening. And remember to hit that share share button and the join button on Podbeam. Yeah, you got to go to podbeam.com and hit find Guardians of Grace and then hit the follow button. Very important for us if you don't only do that for us. Thank and you. And if you run into the donate button first, don't let that trip you up. Just make a donation, then yeah. hit the follow button. Right, right. Just kidding. Okay. Okay. Good night, you guys. We love you. GB.